Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is professional women's lacrosse player Kayla Trainer, who plays for the New York Fight, the U.S. national team, played collegiately at Syracuse from 2013 to 2016, where she went to four consecutive Final Fours, and is now an assistant coach for the Boston College women's lacrosse team. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. And you're the face of the Nike women's lacrosse. That's a, it's an honor to have you on. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. You grew up in Niskayuna, New York. That's the, up near Albany, isn't it? Yep, it's in the uh, Capital District. Gotcha. And you have one sister, Alyssa. She also plays lacrosse. Is she older than you? Yep, she was one year, one grade above me in school, and she, uh, we played in high school together, and then she ended up playing at Siena College. Um, wow. And they were in the math conference, yeah. Gotcha. Now, when you were being recruited, were you considering Siena to play with Alyssa? Um, no, not really. I think actually, thinking back on it, I believe I was actually committed before her, we were sort of going through the recruiting process at the same time. Um, but no, we sort of had different paths in terms of where we wanted to play. And uh, uh, she ended up choosing Siena and I ended up choosing Syracuse. Both great schools. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky. Now, when you started playing lacrosse, did you get into the sport through Alyssa? Was she playing first? So we sort of did everything together and uh, pretty much at the same time, whatever she did, I did. So uh, we picked, we actually both picked up lacrosse pretty late and um, our babysitter had played. So um, she encouraged us to play. We played a lot of other sports. So uh, we picked it up well, a little bit later. We didn't play it really young. And then um, we, so we were introduced to it at the same time. Okay, nice. Now, I know you played basketball yeah. and soccer when you were little. Any other sports growing up? Um, not really, no. I was, um, we were really big basketball and soccer players. My dad uh, coached the boys' basketball team at my high school. He was a varsity coach. and um, So we were a big basketball family, always played. And then uh, I really liked soccer at a young age and played club soccer all growing up. Um, so I think that was enough for my parents between the two of us. But um, yeah, so then we picked up lacrosse and then we, we both played all three sports all of high school. Yeah, that's nuts that you guys were three sport athletes at Niskayuna High School. How was your soccer career first? How was the team? How were you personally? Yeah, that might have been our best um female sports program at our high school was our soccer program. They had won four state championships and uh, had incredible talent, like Megan Pistiglione played at University of North Carolina. Brooke Knowlton played at Boston College, and they were both um, in the U.S. developmental ranks. So we had some really incredible talent that went through our high school and just really good teams. So I would say that was probably the best female um, sports program in our town. So, you know, we were really into soccer growing up and, um, I loved it. I always thought I would play soccer in college. And if not, I thought I'd play basketball, but yeah, we were really into it. 
we and then my again like I said my dad the, was the basketball coach so grew up going to basketball camps and you know playing travel and he was our coach for that and so it's great it was it was awesome we got to play a lot of sports that's amazing now what position were you on the basketball court so our basketball program was probably our worst uh female sports program at our high school <laughs> when i was there um so i actually i i i think i played every position in my four years of high school for our basketball program I, one year i was the point guard one year <laughs> One year I was a post. I was sort of all over the place um, in basketball. But in soccer, I was a center back. Okay. I was a defender. You don't hear that very often. One year I was a point guard, and then the next year I was a post player. Yeah, we were very good, though. So, (laughs) yeah. Now, before we get into your your lacrosse career, I'd love to know, were you recruited to play in college for either soccer or basketball? Um, Yeah, actually, I had... Um, I wanted to play soccer and lacrosse, um, and I, I looked at, um, I looked into doing that. And uh, when I chose Syracuse, I had asked Gary if I could play both, but he said no. So I knew in the recruiting process that if I had chosen Syracuse, I'd only be able to play one. Um, so I had looked into playing soccer, never really basketball, um, but I think I made the right choice. I mean, I really. I loved playing. I loved playing soccer and basketball, but I, I wasn't that good. So I, I, I made the right choice. You definitely made the right choice. I mean, it would be really hard to play two sports, especially D1. And I know fall lacrosse is pretty big for developing for the spring season. Yeah. I mean, people do it, and they're incredible. Like, um, I got to coach Kenzie Kent at Boston College, and she played hockey and lacrosse played in three frozen fours in hockey and three national championship games for lacrosse. So people have done it, but she's just really a special and exceptional athlete. Unlike many other people, a couple other people do it, but she's one of the best I've seen in terms of like, she's been in both U S programs and hockey and lacrosse. And she's really like one in a million. It is, it is a really challenging thing to do. Yeah, I had Kenzie on the podcast. It was incredible talking to her. And I love what she did with the fifth year. You know, she had one year where she was only focusing on hockey and one year where she was only focusing on lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. So let's talk about your best sport, lacrosse. You led your high school to five consecutive sectional championships, and you didn't get left back. You were starting as an eighth grader. I actually did not play varsity as an eighth grader. I played JV. So I played uh-huh. four years, my freshman year through my senior year on varsity. But my eighth grade year, I was actually on JV. Okay. I mean, that, that would be pretty hard to be an eighth grade varsity player. Yeah, and I had picked it up like the year before that. So I definitely was not on varsity. <laughs> oh, wow. So you only didn't start till seventh grade and you end up D1 at Syracuse? Like six or like maybe like six or seventh grade. Yeah, I didn't. I never played like as a young kid. Like we were, like I said, we were a basketball family. So I, but my babysitter had played, so we picked it up later. And even when I picked it up, I think maybe it was sixth grade. But I really was not really interested in it. I was so focused with soccer and basketball, and that's like in middle school I played club soccer and basketball. I didn't play any club lacrosse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't start doing that until high school. 
Wow. You just mentioned you played club. That must have been so challenging with being a three-sport athlete. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was different in, in uh, middle school. Oh, I, in, in, in middle school, I had played club, and you're just like, you're doing anything you can. I mean, in sixth grade, I couldn't play for the middle school team, so I was the manager of all the teams because my sister could play. But, you know, you loved it then. And then, yeah, it was a lot of fun in, in high school when I got to play um, – club lacrosse. I played for Albany Elite and it was fun. You got to play in the summers and travel and play against good competition and play in tournaments. So I, I did really enjoy that in high school. Nice. Seems like you never got a day off. You were doing something in the fall, the winter, the spring, and the summer. Oh yeah. My mom said the key to good parenting is keeping your kids busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were definitely busy. <laughs> yeah, the- for sure. You're the all-time leading scorer at your high school. You were first team in the Troy Record, the Gazette, the Times Union, and you were the Suburban Council Player of the Year. Probably the coolest thing is you were an Under Armour All-American. Did you play in the game? Yep, we had a game. They had the Under Armour All-American game my senior year. Uh, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a great tournament. Or yeah, game, that wasn't a tournament. Excuse me, game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like being a McDonald's All-American basketball. That that game is huge. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Made a lot of good friends, and it was great. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, you were also a member of the USA Under-19 team. How was that experience playing for your country at such a young age? Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, you know, I have lifelong friends from that team, and I guess I never really saw myself as one of the best player, high school players in the country. And um, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into or what it really was. And I showed up and, you know, I couldn't believe how good these high school players were. I was just in awe of so many people. And, um, you know, I had a lot of fun. I worked really hard and I was really fortunate that I got selected to that team and, um, it was just an incredible experience. I mean, I, I look back at that, and that was one of my most fond memories in lacrosse is, you know, you, just developing such good friendships in high school with people from all over the country and getting to play in a World Cup, you know, it was in Hanover, Germany, and, you know, my family got to go. It was just a incredible experience, and I think the reason I cherished it so much was because I truthfully thought that would be the only time I ever got to do that. I never, you know, just when I would think of the nationals, the senior national team, I thought to myself, there is zero chance that I will ever be good enough to make that team. So, you know, just to be able to play on that U19 team, I kind of looked at it like a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'll never get again. So I was just, I felt so lucky to be there and it was really an amazing experience for me. That's awesome. Obviously, you were wrong. It wouldn't be the first time or the only time that you represented your country. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I got lucky, but yeah, (laughs) I know. It's it's crazy to think about that. Now, you're a sought-after recruit. Can you talk about that recruiting process and what schools you were considering? Yeah. um, I really only looked. I only did on-campus visits to... North Carolina and Syracuse, and I was choosing between those two. Okay, two really good <laughs> academic and and athletic schools. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't really make a bad 
decision, you know. I mean, I was lucky I picked a great fit for me, but they were both incredible schools, incredible coaches and facilities and all those things. So, um, yeah, I was really lucky to be able to get recruited by both of those schools. Now, what gave Syracuse the edge for you? For me, um, I wanted my family to be able to come watch me play. That was really important. And um, it was a two-hour drive to Syracuse as opposed to a flight down to Carolina. Um, And then I think a huge thing for me was the coaching staff at Syracuse. Um, You know, I I mean, Gary and Reggie and the other assistants I had were Michelle Sumalo and Katie Rowan and you know, those are the best players in the world I just mentioned. And, you know, like, Gary is the best lacrosse player to ever play our sport. And to get the opportunity to play for him, you know, and knowing that he believed in me was just remarkable. And, and I, you know, I really couldn't pass up that opportunity. Um, I thought it was a place that I could go and, you know, end up being, you know, hitting my potential and being the best player I could be. And, um, you know, I believed in Gary's quest in wanting to win a championship and, you know, I thought it was the place I could do it. I believed in him. I loved the, the girls and the program and, and just sort of what he was creating at Syracuse. Well, like you mentioned earlier, you had made the right choice because you had an incredible career there that we're going to talk about right now. When you first got to Syracuse, interesting, they were still in the Big East. They didn't move to the ACC until your sophomore year. Correct. Yeah, we played in the Big East my freshman year. And I would say that playing in the fall and then early in that spring season where it's like still February, it must be awful playing in that cold. But you're from New York State, so you you don't know any different. Yeah, but we actually, we just, we trained inside. We, we played in the dome and then we had indoor practice facilities. So only in the fall ball, like when it's nice weather in the fall, would we play outside all the rest of the time we played inside. Gotcha. And you mentioned the dome. You play your games in the Carrier Dome, which is a historic place on campus. It's where the football team plays, also where the basketball team plays. Obviously, the cross team plays there as well. And it fits about, what does it seat, about 50,000 fans? Yep, yep, exactly. I think maybe a little bit more, a little over 50. But, yeah, it's great. It's an incredible, incredible place to be able to play a game but also watch um, you know, all the other four teams that play there, men's lacrosse, football, and basketball. It's really cool. Yeah, not many colleges have a dome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I do think it was the best place for college lacrosse. (laughs) So you have one of the most decorated college careers in the history of the sport. We could literally talk for days about the highlights, but I I did kind of narrow it down. (laughs) (laughs) You play right away as a freshman. You play attack in midfield. How was that transition, though, going from high school lacrosse to college lacrosse? Um, yeah, it was a big adjustment. And um, in high school, like you mentioned, I was a midi. I played uh, midfield for my high school team, club, and also for the U19 team, U.S. team. Mm. And then when I got to college, um, and this is another reason why Gary is just truly incredible is he put me in as an attacker and not a midfielder. Um, and I was really successful at it. And um, 
you know, so he saw that potential in me as playing as a attacker behind the goal, which I don't think a lot of other coaches saw. Um, he was the only coach that recruited me to be an attacker. So um, I went there and got to play attack, and it was a new role for me, but um, I got to pick it up really quickly. I played alongside just incredible attackers, uh, Michelle Tumalo, Alyssa Murray, Keila Kempney, Devin Collins, and um, so I got to pick it up really quick my early on in my freshman year. I got to learn from that, not only just the coaches, but also playing with them, you know, taught me really quickly how to play attack and also how to play it at a high level. You would go on to win at least three Attacker of the Year awards. Yep, I, yep, I, for the IWLCA, yeah, yep. Awesome. And in your first college game, you score five goals, so not a bad start. Yep, I remember it. We played at Jacksonville. Yep, and um, it's actually an interesting game. I got to start because Michelle Sumo had gotten a red card in the last game the year before, so she couldn't start in that game. So that's why I got to start. Nice. <laughs> you definitely made the most of it. <laughs> you and Syracuse have a tremendous season. You win the Big East tournament, which would, as I said, would be your last because you're moving to the ACC the next year. You personally make all Big East first team. You're an All-American. And you win the 2013 Syracuse Rookie of the Year award. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was lucky. Um, you know, I, I I struggled a little bit early on. Um, but then, you know, I, it's just an incredible thing to play for a coach that believes in you and also doesn't believe in, like, you have to play a senior. You know, he plays the best players and he believes in them. And um, so it was awesome. I mean, I was really lucky. He taught me so much. And he, you know, sort of gave me those opportunities to succeed. Nice. Syracuse goes on to, to get to the Final Four. You're first of four. What's that feeling like being at the Final Four? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, to play in a Final Four was sort of the most, not sort of, it was one of, it's like the highlight of my college experience of being able to play in four Final Fours. And, um, you know, I just feel so lucky to have gone to Syracuse and got an opportunity to play in those big games. And, you know, I, it, it was amazing. I, of course, I wish we had won, but I wouldn't change anything along the way of, choosing Syracuse and, you know, these coaches and my teammates, you know, is a perfect fit for me. So, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Nice. Now, sophomore year in 2014, this is the first year that Syracuse is in the ACC. How was that transition switching conferences? Yeah, I mean, my freshman year when we played in the Big East, we won the Big East tournament, and we had beaten Georgetown in that game, and we had sort of crushed them. But, you know, prior to, like, that was sort of the end of when the Big East was really competitive, exciting league. And, um, you know, Loyola, Georgetown, and UConn, and us. And it was an exciting game, but, you know, there's nothing like the ACC conference. So being able to play in that conference against, you know, Maryland and North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, and all the great ACC lacrosse, you know, his, so much history and tradition at all those schools. So it was really amazing to afterwards be able to play in the best, you know, conference in the country. 
Yeah, I agree. It is the best lacrosse conference. I mean, Big Ten is definitely up there with Maryland now in there and obviously Northwestern being a great program. But I think ACC is the best. Yeah, for sure. I mean, across the board it is, you know. And, you know, the Big Ten's a great conference with Maryland and Northwestern, but, you know, across the board of all this, like, going to the ACC tournament is like going to a, the national to- tournament. Like, it's it's a really hard tournament to win, and it's... And, there's no better tournament to prepare you for, um, you know, the, the championship run that hopefully you have in, in the national tournament. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, through the conference, it's pretty competitive where the Big Ten drops off a little bit. At least for now, maybe they'll get better. Yeah, for sure. They definitely will. You guys adjust pretty well because you guys go 21-3 and three that season. You personally set a single-season record with 79 goals. And a huge game that year for you was against then-number-one-ranked North Carolina, the other school you're thinking about going to. And you score a career-high seven goals in an upset win. Yeah, that was a really exciting game. I think that was in the Dome, right? I and um, I think so. But we ended up losing to them. No, we didn't lose to them. We lost to Maryland. Yeah, we ended up beating them too in the ACC tournament. But yeah, no, it was it was a really fun game. That was in the dome, and that was uh, definitely one of my fond memories of uh, at Syracuse. We had a great rivalry and with Carolina, and it would always go back and forth. And that year, I think we got them twice. Nice. Uh, so it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you're a towards and finalist, which is the first of three years that you will be. And for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, that award is essentially like a Heisman in football. It's the best award you can have in the sport. Yeah, I mean, I was so lucky. You know, that that whole event is just incredible just to learn about, you know, the Native American culture and the, you know, the medicine game and more about the traditions of lacrosse and, and where it comes from is, um, that along with, you know, being able to play, I mean, not play, excuse me, to be just in a class of people, you know, that's considered the top five, you know, best players in your, in your game. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's, I laugh at thinking about it, like, how did that happen to me? But, you know, it, it was, it was an amazing event and I was really fortunate to be able to go to that three times. Yeah, it's awesome. Taylor Cummings won it all three times, didn't she? Yes, she did. <laughs> She's a good player for Maryland. Yeah, great teammate of mine. You know, we play together for a long time now. So she's a great teammate and, you know, she deserved it. She's, you know, the best player in the world. Nice, nice. Yeah, does she ever give you a hard time about it, though? <laughs> no, we're glad we're, we're on the same team now. You know, <laughs> we went back and forth, you know, at Maryland and Syracuse all of college. And it was always a really good game and battle. And, um, you know, we just were, you know, I think the media pitted us against each other, but, you know, we're actually great friends and I respect her a lot. So we're glad to be on the same team now. Well, that's great. Syracuse makes it back to the final four. You guys beat Virginia in the semifinal, another ACC opponent, but you fall to Maryland in the national championship. That, that must mm-hmm. suck to, you know, get so far, you're almost there and then you lose. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was awful. It was awful. My, still, uh, go ahead. Our starting, I mean, there's no excuse. You know, we had opportunities, but our starting, you know, we played a backer defense, and our backer tore her ACL 
um, in the game before we went to the Final Four. And, you know, I hope and I think it might have been a different game if we had her um, still, um, you know, healthy and playing. Yeah, definitely a different game. Or even if, you know, she had gotten hurt earlier in the season, you guys could have more time to adjust. With only two games left in the season, it's really hard to adjust. Yeah, certainly. But she, she was just incredible. I mean, her name is Mallory Vihar. She was, you know, an elite defender, and our defense sort of ran around her. Um, so that, especially when you're not, it's not a man-to-man defense. This is a zone defense that's designed around the players that you have. And so to lose our backer in a backer zone uh, is pretty, pretty big deal. And, you know, it's certainly not an excuse. And we had opportunities to win, and we had opportunities to, you know, score lots of goals and make stops and win draws, but we came up a little short. But still a great season. I hope you're proud of that accomplishment. Oh, yeah. I think it was the best team we ever had at Syracuse. Uh, maybe not best team, but best year we had. You know, we only lost one game going into the tournament, and we ended up losing in the championship. And But, um, yeah, no, I'm very, very proud of that team, and you know, we, we, you know, to say you are good enough to almost win the championship is, you know, really big deal. So, absolutely. Junior year 2015, more of the same success for yourself. You know, you're an All American third year in a row. You're a two origin finalist. Like we said, you get that three years in a row. And Syracuse makes it back to the Final Four for a third year in a row, this time losing to Maryland in the semifinal. Now, you will end up losing to Maryland all four years in the Final Four. What is that like? That's got to be just like, that's the monkey you can't get off your back. Yeah, I mean, it was really frustrating. And, um, you know, I, you know, if Maryland wasn't, if Maryland wasn't around, who knows, you know. But, um, yeah, they're well-coached. They had great players, great team. They were, you know, a, they're a dynasty. And, you know, they're tough to take down. So, um, you know, it, it sucks. It still sucks. But, it, you know, that's life. And it helps you prepare for the rest of life because you don't always get what you want. Very true. Senior year 2016. I mean, everything I've said, you get again. And I just have to point out, it's really hard to stay that consistently good all four years at a Division One college program. Yeah, it takes a lot of mental toughness. There's a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows, and you're not always great. You know, you have bad games, and sometimes you play well. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of mental toughness, which certainly uh, not hard to do, not easy to do. Absolutely. Now, did you go through any injuries during your time at Syracuse? Nope. I was really lucky. I I, I had an injury uh, the my senior year of high school before, and then the year I graduated, but not in my four years of college. Oh, wow. That is very lucky. You, you know, you hear all the time about people getting hurt. Yeah, I was really lucky. I mean, you know, like my injury after college was really, you know, hard just because that was a World Cup year and I thought I might not make it because of it. And so, it, you know, I experienced some challenges in terms of that. But no, my college career was awesome. I never, luckily, I was never injured. Now, you end your career as Syracuse's all-time leader in goals, second in points, and third in assists. 
you're four-time first-team All-American, you're fourth in D1 history on the scoring list, and sixth in goals. You also set the single-season record for draw controls for D1. Just an outstanding career you should be so proud of. Oh, thank you. Of course. You then become a professional lacrosse player in 2016. You first played for the Boston Storm in the United States Women's Lacrosse League. What's interesting about both men's and women's lacrosse is there's a couple different professional leagues. Yeah, when I graduated, um, there was only one league, and then the year after that, there was two leagues, um, and we operated with two leagues for two years. I played in one league for two years, and I switched over to the other league this last year. Um, And then obviously this year there was no pro league because of COVID. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the the team you switched over to is the New York Fight and the Women's Professional Lacrosse League. Now, that's technically the team you're on, but I've been watching your Instagram. Is there a new lacrosse league being formed? Yep, so I'm actually, that league folded, and uh, there's a new league, Athletes Unlimited. Um, And it's the same league that ran the volleyball, softball, and now lacrosse. Uh, league, so um, we're really excited. It's, a, it's an exciting, you know, style of brand of new league and new rules and things like that. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. That's awesome. I'm assuming it starts summer 2021. Correct. Nice. Now, do you guys know the teams yet? Like, do you know where you're going to be playing? Um, no. So it's an interesting model. A lot of things are different, but like something unique about the league is you you don't have the same team all of uh, all the the whole league is five weeks and yeah. it's about points and leaderboards so if you um, are one of the top four players in the league there's a draft every I think it's Thursday or maybe Sunday draft every Sunday um, so the draft Sunday and then you you play with that team, and then, again, same thing happens. The top four players in the league get to draft their team Sunday, same thing, for five weeks. That's super interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. That's so different. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be exciting. Definitely check it out. I mentioned in the opening that you're the face of Nike women's lacrosse. When you signed with Nike, you're obviously excited, right? But was there a lot of pressure with that? Um, yeah, I mean, those, that's what a bonus, I think. It's been, like, I, I just was really lucky that, you know, I, I ended up where I was and, and, and had the career I did and was afforded an opportunity like that to represent a brand like Nike. And uh, But, yeah, when I graduated, I had looked at another brand as well and, um was choosing between Under Armour and Nike, and I ultimately went with Nike. And um, But, yeah, you know, it, it's awesome. And, no, I think I look at it as just like a bonus, and, and I'm really lucky to be able to represent Nike. Now, what goes into being the face of lacrosse at Nike? Um, yeah, I just, you know, it's, you know, you sign a contract with them, and you represent their brand in terms of all of their equipment and gear and, um, you know, you do appearances and photo shoots with them and, um, you know, like if they're going to promote a new line of shoe or whatever it is, like I know 
two years ago, I think it was now, you know, their release of their new cleats. You know, I got they, you know, it's cool. You get, you get to fly out to Oregon and, and they do a photo shoot with you wearing the, the new cleats and turfs and things like that. So it's cool. It's, it's a really awesome experience. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. How is the headquarters at Nike in Portland? I bet I bet it's pretty like high tech and it is it, amazing. It's uh it's like a college campus, but even better. It's yeah, that's what bigger. I've heard. Yeah, you like you have to ride a bike around campus and it's huge. It's 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 like it's uh, it's its own world. It's it's amazing. It's really, really, really cool. Oh, that's super interesting. I bet they do tours. I got to get out to Portland and take one. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, it's cool. Now, you're still playing for the national team. You had mentioned that you had gotten hurt. What, what happened? So my first year after college, I um, was at a training camp, and I tore my PCL and my meniscus. Ooh. And, um, yeah, my right knee. So... Yeah, it sucks. It's, it's, it's the PCL is behind your kneecap. Gotcha. Ouch. But you didn't end up missing the World Cup that year, did you? No, I was fortunate that I got to play in, or try out in uh, January. And it was our last camp before they made the decisions. And um, I was able to make the team. How is international lacrosse competition? Um, no, it's, it's exciting. The play in a world cup is amazing and get to play all these different countries. And, you know, sometimes you play a team that you're not speaking the same language and, um, or the refs not speaking your language. And so it's cool. It, it's, it's so unique and, and it's, um, you know, it's very, it's a really tremendous feeling to be able to represent your country. Now, when is the next big competition? Um, our World Cup is this summer. Okay, um, July. nice. Yep. Yeah, hopefully that'll still be able to be played. Yeah, for sure. On top of being a professional player, you also coach the college game. Now, after you graduated Syracuse, your first year was with Harvard, wasn't it? Yeah. How did you get into coaching? Uh, I had known I wanted to coach for a long time. My dad was a, uh, like I had mentioned before, but my dad was a basketball coach at my high school. He coached the boys, and now he coaches actually at Union College. He's an assistant there. Um, And so I grew up as like a coach's kid, and I chose Syracuse because I also thought – you know, what What better people to learn from than Gary and Reggie and Katie Rowan and Michelle Tumolo. So, um, yeah, I, I I always knew I wanted to be a coach. Part of the reason I chose Syracuse was because of that. And um, so it, my whole career I was also, you know, I was lucky that I got to learn so much. But, um, but yeah, I had known for a long time that I had wanted to coach. Nice. So, like I said, 2017, you're with Harvard. Then in 2018, you moved to Boston College, which has a great lacrosse program and is in the ACC. 
How is it now coaching against your alma mater, Syracuse? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's awesome to be able to coach in the ACC and coach at Boston College. I, I love the people I work with and the girls I get to coach. Um, I also love being able to live in the city of Boston. Um, so I love it. And, uh, you know, yeah, part of it is playing against Syracuse. And, you know, I, I root for them if we're not playing them. But when we're <laughs> playing them, I'm doing my job and, and coaching hard for BC. Nice, nice. Now, you've gone to the Final Four four times as a player. You've also gone to the Final Four twice as a coach with Boston College in 2018 and 2019. What's better, getting there as a player or getting there as a coach? Oh, they're both amazing. I mean, you can't really compare. You know, it's one thing to be able to play in those moments, and um, it's also another really unique thing to be able to coach in those moments. Um, I think I feel a little bit more pressure as a coach. Um, a little bit more. Yeah, but they're both, they're both amazing. Just different. Just different. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of prep work for the coach where when you're a player, you can kind of just go out there and play. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's a game. Players make plays, and you have no control as a coach. You know, you prepare them all year for that moment, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really – you know, you coach them during the game, but, you know, at that point, it's like all your work before the game. And, um, but as a player, you have complete control. You know, you have a lot of control yeah. in that game. So, yeah, it's a different, different feeling. Obviously, the 2020 season was cut short for you guys. How was that telling the kids that their season was over really before it began? You guys probably only played seven games. Yeah. I mean, it was awful. It just, it, it was awful. It was, um, you know, that was a really, you know, you know, when no one's prepared for that moment to tell your girls that. And, um, you know, I remember where we all were as a team when, when we had to tell them and, you know, it's just heartbreaking, you know, it's so devastating. And, but, you know, we moved on and we're all moving on. You know, at the end of the day, I think you realize there's a lot of other hardships going on in the world and, you know, it is just a game. So, mm -hmm. but it was a really tough experience. I'm sure. I'm really glad, though, that the NCAA gave all the spring sports an extra year of eligibility. Yeah, that's as well. Now, in June, you made a statement that, and I really liked it. I agree with you. You said we need more women of color playing lacrosse. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, and I think a lot of the, the conversation in the sport of lacrosse um, is was in the wake uh, after the death of George Floyd. Um, you know, it was it was videotaped and everyone saw it. And um, I think in lacrosse, you know, we're protected. Um, you know, it's a it, you know it's an it's a Native American sport and we took it and, you know, it's a lot of white people, a lot of wealthy white people playing this sport and it's almost like a, its own little bubble. And, you know, after the death of George Floyd, I think a lot of people had, uh, you know, you, everyone saw it. You saw it with your own two eyes, what was happening in the world and happening to people of color. Um, and that is certainly a different experience than being white. And uh, we don't experience that. So, um, I think it was just like a, an experience like this is enough. And, 
you know, I, I feel really passionate about that. And, you know, when you're reflecting about sort of what's happening in the world, the first thing you can think about is your own life and, you know, um, you know, it's your, and, and you think about lacrosse and, and what it looks like. And, you know, I only played with one black player when I was in college. I, there is no, you know, black or brown women on the national team. So there's very little representation in, in women's lacrosse and lacrosse in general, but in particularly women's lacrosse. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully this will, you know, it's not just a moment and like people say, it's a movement and, and that we can continue to fight for change. And, you know, we know that the sport of lacrosse is better served if it's, it's a, if it's a more diverse sport and more inclusive. And, um, so I'm hoping to, you know, hopefully be a part of that change and and uh, work towards, you know, a better future for our game. I love everything you just said. And and I agree. I mean, I'll turn on a lacrosse game, and I'm surprised if I see a person of color on one of the teams. And I hope that we can get to a place mm-hmm. where I'm not surprised. You know, it should be more diverse. It's a really fun game. And, you know, I hope there's some way we can make it more diverse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kayla, I've loved our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? All right, sounds good. All right. What TV show are you currently binge watching? Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big TV show person. I watch everything. I just finished Normal People on Hulu. Okay, I've heard that's a good one. Yeah, good show. All right. That was based off of a book, I believe. Yes, it was. Irish, right? Yep. Yep. Nice, nice. I'll have to check that out. Next question. What professional sports teams do you root for? Um, I root, I'm a Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox, and Celtics fan. My, my, uh, my dad grew up in Boston, so I've been a Boston sports fan my whole life. Okay, interesting. I was going to say, how are you not a New York fan? But I get it if he's from Boston. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You guys are lucky. You win everything. I know. I've been lucky. And it's been awesome since I've lived here. Been to a bunch of championship parades and things like that. So it's cool. I'm jealous. (laughs) All right, last question. If you could have dinner with one person, living or dead, who would it be? I actually got asked this question the other day. It would be Larry Bird, and I would bring my dad. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) A Boston guy. And he's still alive, so, you know, that might happen for you. A a girl can dream. (laughs) I agree. Kayla, thank you so much for making time to come on the podcast tonight. Oh, yeah, of course. It was great. Thank you. Of course. I wish you luck in the next season playing and the next season coaching. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Kayla Trainer. Hope you enjoyed it. She had such a tremendous college career at Syracuse, and now she continues to have a great career in the pros and playing for Team USA. I'm very interested to check out this new lacrosse league. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.